welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And today we are taking a return to a classic Nerd Herder original episode. We've talked Clone Wars, we've talked Clone Troopers, we've talked Dark Disciple, and like just insanely intense subject matter last week. Mm -hmm. Um, So why not do something sillier, funnier, and you know... um, you might be tempted with uh, the virus, the corona, the, uh, the COVID first. out there to take a vacation. Um, and we want you to be safe and smart about where you vacation. Yeah, don't get tickets. And so uh, part of that venture is to educate you on the worlds of Star Wars. Uh, if you're planning your next vacation indoor it seems like a nice place. If you're into nature and mountains and teddy bears it on the surface seems like it could be a fun trip with the kids yeah but, they can braid your hair yeah but you might not come back with all of the kids if you visit indoor <laughs> don't believe us well stay tuned because today we're going to be talking about 10 ways to die on indoor yeah and why you should leave maybe some of your favorite kids behind <laughs> Um, this is something where we, uh, take a look at a planet, learn a little bit about it and the ways that you could die if you were to be there. Uh, we've talked about the Death Star, we've talked about Tatooine, um, and so, uh, the patrons helped us decide on which one to do next, and Indoor happened to be it, and so, um, I'm a, I'm a woodsy person myself, I do prefer, Mm -hmm. like, I relax better, I like the venue of of trees and the smell of the woods and whatnot yeah you're a dryad i know this (laughs) yes i'm a tree man i'm an int i am richard dreyfus or no that's not (laughs) that's not richard dreyfus oh gosh that's horrible the hobbits are gonna come for me it's okay try again i'll I'll throw punch elijah wood if i have to um gosh darn um i don't know he's got one of those ridiculous names jonathan reese davies yes and he was not favorably in the news uh recently ish oh no what happened uh well he's very just he got caught in a little bit of misogyny um just very out there Uh, i say recent i learned of it recently maybe in the past couple of months but um it was some interview he did and he just kind of got a little broiled on whatever the subject matter was and just kind of spoke a little too bluntly um everybody's susceptible to it so i can't completely judge his entire life on one angry mistake but it's definitely yeah. uh, but he is an angry short woods man so uh, dude he's like six four and <laughs> he is yes i'm, I'm <laughs> referencing the dwarf megan okay uh gimli um thank you for remembering his name yes well i remember the good characters you know whoa like <laughs> like everyone but uh baggins is uh, so I will ask you <laughs> to take that back. Bilbo can stay. Thank you. Bilbo is Bilbo the back end. Is, right. he, he's reasonable enough. I mean, he was smart yeah. enough to almost deny the adventure, but he wasn't smart enough not to visit indoor. Um, <laughs> that that's worse than the venture of the one ring is to visit indoor. And we're going to prove it to you. You might be doubting. Yeah. You might think, well, hang on. It's ba- just a forest. Return of the Jedi is basically one big, PSA on nature versus the machine and and how how could it be bad? Well, it's actually pretty bad. Um, yeah. There there's the obvious ones and we're gonna come up with some of those, but then there's others where if you really dig into the uh, planet and and some of the information about it, you'd find that it's actually more likely to die on indoor than several other planets you yeah. could probably think of first. I mean. Yeah, we're probably gonna have an easier or a harder time coming up with 10 ways to die on Mustafar than we were <laughs> right lava into, like lava hot things please brotherhood uh, shaman women no actually we can yeah <laughs> we can come up with a few yeah all right um, let's stop before we get there yeah let's not spoil that one that that one's uh for the next summer vacay video but all right uh indoor so uh, a little bit about Indoor, first of all, it is, and by the way, we're talking about the moon of Indoor. Uh, yes. Wh- when people typically say Indoor, that's what everyone's usually talking about. But you would be understandably confused um, because Indoor means four different things, four, 
five different things. Five. Um, so the moon, the forest moon, mm-hmm. and, and we'll get to why they're, it, that's specified, but the forest moon of Endor uh, is what we're talking about. Uh, it's one of the many moons orbiting um, the actual Endor. So first of all is Endor the planet, which I think um, I didn't write it down, but I think that the uh, Ewoks refer to it as Tana. Or something like that. They, they refer to it as something else. Um, mm-hmm. But Endor, the planet. Um, so it orbits that. Um, other moons, and, and this is what was interesting. Um, if you've ever been like me and wondered, well, why is it the forest moon? And especially after the rise of Skywalker, where the Endor system, that's Endor number two. So Endor, the planet, Endor, the system. Uh, the rise of Skywalker brought Endor system back. Uh, because one of the other, I'm going to call them planets, um, the crazy science people will probably judge me for it, Yeah. but I consider Pluto a planet. I, I feel like they're along the lines of dwarf planets that orbit a, a more reasonably average planet. Um, I, I think what makes them quote unquote moons is just that they orbit mm-hmm. a bigger thing, if that makes sense. Cause you don't really yeah, see, orb- you don't see planets orbiting planets usually. So I guess it's the logic of, well, if it's orbiting something, then so it, it and it's weird because normally solar systems well soul i should say solar systems in star wars they call them systems but they not might not refer to solar systems they might uh, you know in our planetary logic a, a system would be defined by what orbits a, a, a sun a star yeah um so ev- there it are several orbiting planets but they're orbiting the sun more than likely, because we have the indoor system, we have the Hoth system, we have the Bespin system, mm-hmm. it seems like they have a primary planet as the marker of their system. Yeah. Um, so to go ahead and jump ahead, um, there are stars, there are suns in this system, but they're not the center. The planet indoor is. Um, but there, there are two suns. It's interesting how many two sun systems there are. Yeah. But there's two suns, Indoor 1 and Indoor 2. So, again. Okay. So, How many other Indoors are there? So, there's the Indoor system where the Indoor planet is, where the moon Indoor orbits Indoor. Uh, and they all are given life-sustaining light by sun Indoor 1 and Indoor 2. Okay. It's it's ridiculously confusing. Boba, are you Indoor 2? <laughs> he's he's currently Indoors. Ah. Um, that was so, a bad joke. all that to say, lots of Indoor. Uh, but I'm going to refer to them as planet. I'm going to refer to it as a planet. Uh, just know yeah. that I'm referring to the m- tiny planet, the, the moonish planet. Um, so, but the Snow. others are, uh, we have Kefbur, which was introduced in the Rise of Skywalker. It's the oceanic planet. So if you obviously remember, that's where the star Death Star wreckage was. Um, and yeah. it's primarily covered in oceans very similar to Camino but obviously there is land um very beachy kind of uh land um there's also Alfreza uh, is how I'm going to pronounce that it's I a- love Alfreza with pasta <laughs> right uh it's best DBZ villain um <laughs> it it's uh primarily made of metal so I, I guess your favorite planet yeah uh it's denser material and so it's primarily covered in metal um which is interesting then there's fintaka uh one of the best toa uh of the original run that's a deep-seated reference there's a lot of akas there's a lot of there's a lot of akas and kas in um bionicle lore okay thank you for specifically saying what it's from because i did not catch a single thing you said (laughs) until you said that yeah it's it's uh it's interesting so fintaka oh go ahead i saw the secret of the mask once oh it's great i i really encourage people to dig into there's a lot more bionicle lore and if you don't know what bionicles are first of all shame learn your you know culture your childhood and and discover them they currently do still some it somewhat exist out there, but they're a brand by Lego. One of the brands that brought Lego back to life, actually. Mm. Uh, if it weren't for Star Wars and Bionicle, Lego would not be here today. And yeah, that's, yourself, it's just interesting to learn. Yeah, do yourself a favor and watch the Toys That Made Us episode on Lego. Because it is amazing. Yeah. So Fintaka, um, 
other than just sounding like a really cool bad guy, he, he, he went to the other side, baby. Boba's currently trying to hide with his squeaky toy while we record. He knew he knew you were coming for it. Okay. Donate to Patreon now to uh, get this good boy his toy back. Um, Fintaka uh, $50 a month. is the dark planet. Um, essentially, it's just the furthest from the suns, it sounds like. Um, and it's just overall, just not, it doesn't get a lot of sunlight. Um, other than that, it seems like the um, overall makeup the, of the planet isn't really super specified. Um, a lot of these come from like super duper encyclopedia reference guides, by the way. Uh, you can uh, look up more information on those. Uh, but there's also uh, goals. I was going to say ghouls. I don't know how to pronounce this it's one. It's the spooky planet. <laughs> uh, no, it's just the rocky planet. Just a lot of Balboa on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when they refer to Endor as the forest moon... Um, it's specifically because a lot of the major planetary moons surrounding the planet Endor seem to be of one type of landscape and makeup, which mm-hmm. George Lucas is often criticized of. And if you've seen one desert planet, you've seen them all. It, I, I do get it to a point, but it, it also does make sense since in the Star Wars world, um, scientifically it wouldn't make sense, but like in the Star Wars narrative, planets are almost like countries or states or like depending on where you go just because you're in a certain area doesn't mean it's all going to look the same yeah and star wars planets just take that to the extreme um an interesting kind of headcanon i had about this is i wonder if because indoor itself surprisingly is the planet is a gas giant yes so it's really interesting um that the primary planet is a gas giant and it's surrounded by all these other planets that are typically what you'd find on a pretty average Earth-like planet. So what if there was sort of a, um, whatever that one singular continent they theorize existed at one point was like where Endor was a solid planet, but then something happened that launched parts of the planet into space, but an orbit happen to create around the elements. Hmm. I don't know if that scientifically can happen, but it's just interesting that one of every kind of environment would be surrounding this planet. It's really cool concepts. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it's interesting history to think of, Um, you know, and they basically just became their own self-sustained kind of, uh, you know, planetary moons almost. Mm -hmm. Um, just interesting. I don't think that's how science works, but since when does Star Wars believe in science? <laughs> you want to know some fun space nerd fun fact? What that? What? Uh, I don't remember which gas giant it is. I think it's Saturn, but Saturn named after the Roman god. Uh, a lot of them are. Yeah. Um, because a lot of astrology actually has existed for thousands of years up until the t- days of old. I mean, basically, you had two smart people. You had philosophers and astrologists. You had ones that looked inward and ones that looked outward. So one wanted to, all, all of existence is in yourself and knowing yourself and the others are like, all existence is in knowing the world and the worlds around yeah, us. It's not flat. We checked. Yeah. Um, that's actually, it goes back even that far. It's just that the science to prove that the earth wasn't flat didn't exist at that time. So yeah. it was not a very big conversation, but yeah. So uh, Mars in and of itself, mm-hmm. uh, Neptune, all of those, they're named after uh, typically uh, Roman gods, which are ripoffs of Greek gods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah. yes, <laughs> I've played a God of War. I know what I'm doing. To the fun facts. Oh, that helping. wasn't the fun fact? No. Oh, okay. So either, I, I think it's either Saturn or Jupiter. All of the moons surrounding it are named after um, mistresses of the god. Oh, really? Yeah. And when they launched a probe or a satellite to go look at the moons, mm-hmm. uh, they named it Juno, which mm-hmm. is the name of the wife of the oh, god. Oh, interesting. So it, I read that on uh, Twitter the other day, and it is... It, it tickled me. I can't remember the name of the planet, though, so it doesn't really matter. I've just essentially been rambling for the last few minutes. I think uh, Jupiter's the one with the most moons, right? He's got, like, Possibly. 36. There's one with... I mean, technically, if you count Saturn's ring, 
because technically, so I mean, it depends on what you classify as moon. It took this um, long for you guys to realize that we're space nerds, right? Well, and that's why I said so. Like all of the ones I've mentioned, and there are a few more that just weren't as interesting. But I, I yeah. thought I wanted to cover the main beats of the planetary moons that were interesting. But in addition to those, uh, so there's uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, there's nine total that are habitable. Yeah. Um, much like the moon of Endor that we're going to talk about. In addition to that, though, there's 48 other varying moon-sized objects in this Endor system. Wow. So, it, you know, it's it's really weird because all of it could be classified as moons, which it is, but then you've got ones that are habitable. And I feel like if it's habitable, it, it stops being a moon at that point. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, technically Saturn has the most orbiting objects, clearly. Uh, but that's just because it also has just a very strong uh, gravity. Hmm. Um, so, and gravity is strongest at the equator. That's why it forms the ring. That's why the people there are so short. Probably. I don't know. I'm I just mean, talking. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you're being constantly pulled to the ground. Yeah, I'm from the equator. So if you live near the equator, you have an excuse. Uh, but yes, so um, that's a little bit of, of interesting in- information about this five indoor system. Yeah. Uh, but we're only talking about one indoor, the one indoor with the one and only murder bears. All right, so now that you know a little bit more about the planet, uh, the moon, the system, uh, whatever indoor we happen to be talking about, um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the ways you can die if you decide yes. to foolishly uh, visit this deceptively beautiful forest world. Oh, yeah, and something to keep in mind about indoor, the forest moon, it's that it's not all just forests. There are savannas, there are plains, there are varied wildlife about on indoor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the most common ways that you will probably die on indoor is exposure. Yes. Yay. This is probably the most realistic one. Yeah. Um, There's if, two suns. Yeah. If you if you don't haven't listened before, we have a mix of both. Obviously, we know you would die this way because it happened. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also just times where you're just like, hang on, wait a minute. How do they not die? Um, hence why dehydration is the number one killer on Tatooine. Yeah, drink uh, your water. Right. Like, can, just let's not live there. If, if, if you have to farm water, let's just not live there. Yeah. And not only is there two suns, but there is only 8% surface water. Which indoor, is really crazy. Um, and and that's kind of why I have that headcanon again of just like, it seems like all the forests went here, all the water went here, mm-hmm. all the other ore went there. Because it's like Uber. 8% of water. And indoor is not that huge, but like that's that's not a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, it's weird because where do, how does the vegetation live? Yeah, I mean, the, we're like 80% water on yeah. Earth. It's a it's a bunch of that's I mean, probably not accurate. Like I know that I mean, eighty percent counting, not only the ocean but everything in between as well. Yeah, so it's including like, people. Yeah, so it's like I know that like the trees and whatnot don't live off of the ocean water. Yeah, but they clearly have a source. Yeah. Um, unless it just rains a lot, like the rainforest does. But even the rainforest has a lot of like, uh, I, I guess rivers. Yeah, it has a lot of creeks. I would no. That's in the country. Uh, yes, they would be uh, streams. And stream, runoff. yeah, streams and rivers and whatnot. So even they have a source of life. Yeah. So in the south, it's a creek. Unless it's just one really big, you know, juicy pond. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, but it, it does raise an interesting question. So. Yeah. Um, the environment and terrain mostly are wooded areas and mountainous areas so Mm -hmm. it's sounding a lot like tennessee at this point (laughs) um it's very likely it it's a very likely possibility for humans to uh get lost up in mountains and die of exposure like have you do you have any idea how many bodies are on the side of size of mount side of mount everest yes because you told me so many tell you every day yeah practically because it's so for for context in case you don't know like that's a term used, but expo- <laughs> checking if there's ice. Uh, exposure essentially means that it, you're exposed to harsh elements yeah. of one extreme or the other, either hot or cold. But basically, you've been 
exposed for so long that it either becomes um, gruesome or fatal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, frostbite is a cause of exposure. Yeah. Um, you know, dying by the door side in cold ice water is a cause of exposure. Um, Jack let go. It's just, <laughs> it happens. Um, you know, dying of de- de- dehydration in the desert. Um, you can also, I, I want to say even just from direct sunlight, you know, just over abundance of um, UV uh, can be bad for you. So like, basically you've just been yeah. out in the elements so long that you literally can't live anymore. Oh, yeah. And for a little bit of perspective of stats on exposure, a uh, study of 40 U.S. major cities from 1975 to 2005 recorded nearly, nearly 1,300 deaths a year from exposure to high and low temperatures. And those are cities with resources and shelter. Imagine the plant, the numbers on this planet. Well, I mean, that yeah, that's not even the whole planet Earth. Yeah. Um, that's not anywhere near Australia. And it's not, I mean, it's not to say you can't die just because you live in the city. Um, yeah. Many homeless actually um, die. I think last year it was reported about yeah. 70 or so people died. Um, from the homeless population uh, due to exposure to coldness. Not to be bleak, but that's real. That's a real threat. Exposure is very real regardless of where you live. But clearly, 74 homeless folks in the city compared to thousands, if they were just out in the wild, you you would see a big difference and you would usually say, well, it's because there's no shelter out there. There, there's no clean water. There's no this, there's no that. Um, The stats in national parks must be wild. Right. Well, and then, you know, in countries where um, like there's major deserts or in in like South America where there's large forests to get lost in and all this other stuff. Like, so basically take all of that and put it on a planet. So like, you know, more realistic stats would be how many people die of exposure uh, from getting lost in the rainforest. Yeah. And even in the Arizona desert. Yeah, I like, and that's the thing. I mean, there's there's areas in the U.S. that are so near densely wooded areas that that's enough, and that's from things like mountain lions and and coyotes and and the like. Uh, you know, you take very bleak. Well, (laughs) it's ten ways to die on a planet full of care bears. What do you expect? Um, But like, it's just like put in a scenario with actually dangerous animals in a place where yeah. there's no rest stop like yeah it's very likely you'll just die from there's, being there there's trees yeah you're, i mean stop. it's gonna be pretty but like it, you're, you're definitely very likely to just die from just being there for too long yet again i say tennessee right i mean <laughs> that's th- why i left good points for the empire to think to use such a uh you know far and away and not necessarily uninhabitable, but like you have to be uh, born and and bred for this environment. Like those that thrive there live there. People that aren't used to that sort of environment would not would not do well at all. Like Florida, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, you can visit every now and then, but don't live there. No, you'll become um, an alligator. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so the very very real. Uh, very real way to die there um but as far as outside influences so not just nature itself trying to kill you but uh actually uh what what lives there um has to be number nine the obvious uh murder bears murder bears Um, aka yeah i mean you could have yeah okay we could have waited and made that number one and then haha of course i mean this isn't really a rating it's more so it's 10 ways to die yeah. So it's not in any particular order. So there's no reason to put it as number one. And since you already knew it was coming. Right. Uh, but the primary population of indoor is Ewoks. And how how much is the population again? It's like... It's like 50 million. Yeah, it's in the millions. Yeah. And I mean, primarily Ewoks, but there's two other major sentient species there. But by Which we'll like, get to. Like... That's still a lot. That's a lot. Um, Especially for being just a forest planet. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so crazy. So, but Ewoks, um, you might be 
forgiven for confusing them with Care Bears and thinking that, oh, they're just yeah. nature's warriors. And, and they're so cute. No, they, they eat people. They were almost going to eat our heroes. Mm-hmm. They are violent. They are deadly. And you should be afraid. Uh, Ewoks, a little bit about them. They are sentient humanoids. I guess so if that means they walk on two feet. Okay, look, if you don't shave for a while, you start looking like an Ewok, so I can understand. <laughs> uh, I'm not that short, thank you. I look like a Wookiee. You are a Wookiee. Uh, known for their surprising survival skills, despite their diminutive uh, stature. Uh, I, I mean, I guess so, living on a world like this, you have to be pretty skilled to survive. Uh, they are covered in fur from head to toe, which... Every last inch is covered with hair. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, they must have an interesting bio design to to cool themselves off because it has to be hot uh they should not be mistaken for cute okay a fully grown ewok is strong enough to overpower a combat trained human like these these murder bears okay that we're not just saying that to be cute they are murder bears uh the ewoks are deeply spiritual people though and so this is the thing they are Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later on, but they are sentient. Yes. They are not just, like, you would uh, You can understandably think that by, oh, they just make noises. And it's like if, you know, dogs had opposable thumbs or something. Like, you just expect, like, okay, if they, if they were a little bit smarter, a little bit more evolved, yeah, that could work out. Dogs yeah. would have a society. But, no, like, they are... They are sentient. They are fully sentient. They, they have a full yeah. culture and lore and, and religion and all of that. Yeah. So they're deeply spiritual, holding many rituals and festivals with music and celebration. They make wine, by the way. Uh, there's actually a competition between the Ewoks and, I want to say, oh gosh. Um, the Dulocs? No, the there's another one. The lead singer of Jabba's band in Return of the Jedi is one of these species. I think it's like Yuzu. Or something like that but they're from they're native to indoor as well huh. uh there's like this competition to see who can make the best wine between the two species and you gotta think like they're not making much because they're low to the ground you don't have to drink as much oh gosh yeah like one shot and they're out <laughs> uh each community is built on a hierarchy with a chief and council of elders they have a council yeah there's a murder bear council megan the most senior members claim the most ornate hunt huts excuse me uh, despite their isolated and primitive way of life, Ewoks engage in political and artistic pursuits and communicate in their native language of Ewokese. Clever. Like, holy cow, it's really interesting. And that's, um, it just goes to show that spirituality and primitiveness is not necessarily the lack of civilization. Exactly. Like, that, exactly. Um, just now, because someone else's civilization looks different than yours doesn't mean that they're savages. Exactly. Pocahontas. Uh, well, and I mean, that's kind of on point for a little bit of the inspiration that clearly went into the making of the Ewoks and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, big praise for not making it super on the nose, but it's yeah. still clearly meant to represent a much more in touch with nature species and whatnot. Um, and so you would think that, okay... That, that doesn't sound too bad. They're like humans, right? And that, they can't be that violent. Humans are very violent. <laughs> uh, so even then, they're very powerful. Uh, clearly, they hunt regularly, and they don't really discriminate. They were going to eat Han yeah. and Luke and, and Chewie and them. Uh, like, they are dangerous and yeah. should be treated as such. Because you got to think, they're being invaded. Right, Like, yeah. by multiple parties at this point. Oh, yeah. Point. Well, and that's the thing is, like, more than likely, they lump everybody that's not Ewoks yeah. into one group of they're not us. So they're, they're out to get us. Yeah, they're naked boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the weird shaved ones. Um, so you, you can't take, even for all of their goodness and intri- interestingness, uh, you can't take the murder bears lightly. You have to, uh, you have to take into account the dangers of the murder bears because I would still be careful around a, a bear cub. The same way I'd still be careful around a baby alligator. Like, I, I don't care if it's small and babyish. I'm still not messing with it. I'd be worried around a toddler. Those things can hit. Well, yeah. I mean, even if it's not going to absolutely kill you, it's going to maim you for sure. You uh, got sharp little teeth. They, they, well, they, not so much sharp teeth, but they make up for it with their tools and their weapons, yeah. their daggers. That, like, they, they and, and 
most of their stuff is made with like teeth, like the tops of their spears and knives are made out of teeth of certain species we'll mention later. So they kill things that are big enough to have a tooth that you could stab someone with. Mm -hmm. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, Solid rough. So uh, Ewoks, very dangerous. Do not, do not take them lightly if you are visiting uh, this summer or fall uh, to Endor. Um, And along uh, with this, um, goodness gracious, I lost my spot. You lost your spot? I did. Do you want me to take the next one? Sure. All right. So speaking of Ewoks and their huts and their nice, oh, like, yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. Go ahead. <laughs> we were talking about this one when we were coming up for ideas, and I was just like, this is not OSHA. This, this is the most true to the series uh, number. Like, it started, again, and if you've listened long enough, you'll be yeah. bored of this explanation, but it's, it was born out of Star Wars OSHA violations. Oh, we just need to go through and just all citation, just all, citation, right. citation. Um, it's just, it's everywhere. That evolved into 10 Ways to Die, um, but... <laughs> There's a there's a bit of the original uh, design in it for sure. Yeah, the beautiful houses of the Ewoks, which are made how? Huh? How are they oh, made, John? Uh, you have live, the book. Well, I, I don't know if it says about how, but they are built high up in the trees of Endor, um, thatched huts collect, connected by a series of rope ladders, bridges, and vines provide housing and social gathering spaces. The huts are traditionally homely, with a fire in the middle for cooking and warmth. And during the summer month, they uh, some Ewoks stay in fishing villages on the forest floor, uh, making it easier to collect supplies in storerooms. Yeah, so these are way, way up in huge trees, like thousands of feet tall. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's pretty well shown off in... Um, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, that they basically have like the child's ideal treehouse oh, yeah. set up. And if you're like me and didn't realize in that scene that they are up in the trees, yeah, until... they're they're way up there. Yeah, there's a you have a uh, it's not a cross section book, but it's one of the it, it early Ultimate is. guides. It's like 2005. Yeah, it, it kind of is a cross section book. It's it's in that same series, but it's a complete locations book back before when they thought it was complete. Yeah. Um, and some of the village spaces, some of the bases yeah. do have cross sections to them. Uh, it's re- If you're really nerdy and want to know where Grand Moff Tarkin's barracks are or what the room in the Mustafar battles used for, or like literally all everything's designated down to the closet. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really, uh, really well done. Beautiful art. Um, it's a part of the amazing cross-sections Star Wars book series. Um, but uh, the Complete Locations book is highly yeah. recommended. Specifically the two, 2005 one is the one that we're talking about, not the later 2016 one. Uh, yeah, there there's another one that came out, um, I want to say after uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have some of the originals, but it largely essentially has The Force Awakens ones. Yeah. It's basically a, an amendment of... Sorry, it wasn't complete when we did the last one. Yeah. Um, and they've just been doing that every year since. That's okay. But anyway, so a common theme in Star Wars is the lack there a lack of railing. Yes. There are railings on in this treehouse in these connected tree places. Right. But Ewoks are like four feet tall. Yeah, so back to referencing the scene you're talking about. There are rails in that scene. Yes. And, like, Leia and Luke are essentially on a very traditional treehouse balcony. Yeah. Why would the Ewoks make railing that goes above their heads? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just... A, so, first of all... For visitors. When Okay, so here's the thing. This is dangerous, and this is a way to die whether you're native to, to indoor or a visitor. If you're a visitor, in most cases, you might be lucky and find railing that suits you. <laughs> but... By and large, you probably won't because these tree houses weren't made for you. No. Which basically means everything's a trip hazard. So if you're going to stay in one of the huts up in the sky. Right. Which, first of all, how do you fit? Because, again, right. there's not there's not a lot of ceiling clearance. 
Um, now, in the case that the, you do happen upon in, during your visits and befriend the Ewoks and you find a nice little balcony place to sit, don't let the Ewoks get too close because the railing does them no good. <laughs> So they'll just walk right off. Uh, and there's baby Ewoks there, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying in the reality of the world, this is why OSHA exists. Get your railings checked. Like, and these treehouses are not uh, handicap accessible. No, exactly. Okay. Well, and then what's really weird is like, thanks to Battlefront, I don't know if it's exactly described uh, either in the book we've talked about or elsewhere, but in Battlefront, when you play Ewok Hunt, it's very clear you basically walk up to certain trees and it's like a ladder inside that tree. Yeah. That's um, cool. It, it's very cool, but it's also like, that's a lot of ladder. That's hundreds <laughs> of feet of ladder. Uh, like, so you, you've got to be physically prepared for that. Otherwise you will slip, you will fall and you will die in a tree trunk. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Like you can do better. Come on, go get eaten by a fish on Naboo or something like <laughs> falling down a ladder in a star war. Come on. So, yes, uh, Treehouses of Horror uh, yes. is what we would reference this to. Um, so beware the trees. Beware the trees. That'll come back later, too. Yes, they will. Um, the other one, and if you can't tell, we're kind of on a Ewok-related. So if the Ewoks don't get you, then something they've done will, yes. whether that be their homes um, or, in this case, uh, the traps and snares that they set. They're booby traps. They are booby traps. Um, they are boobalooby traps and, uh, we don't mean bras. These are dangerous. Stop it. <laughs> uh, no. So again, if, if, if the Ewoks don't get you, if their tree houses don't get you, um, they are very, uh, very prepared people. They're like the boy scouts of the murder bear verse. And for many reasons they have uh traps and and snares and whatnot set up whether that be uh for certain other dangerous species or for just protecting the village in general i mean if you're high up and someone's coming at you you don't want them to get up the ladder before you find out about them you want to get them you want to find them on the ground yeah so now and that's interesting because it goes on to explain well the all these traps they had set up in return of the jedi what the heck how'd they they, they probably already had them set up. And yeah. in fact, um, uh, Battlefield Stories, uh, I think that's the title. There's one that's basically this military recount of all the major battles of Star Wars. It said that they'd actually been preparing to attack the Empire for months since they arrived. And so they'd been setting those up for a while. And then when the Rebels arrived, they planned to use the traps on them as well. So yeah, they're very tactical. They're, they are like, you know, just freaking... Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, no, uh, John something from Commando. Um, that one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. The, the mother of John Connor. Um, I can't remember. It's like one. It's like some John ridiculous. John Commando. No, it's not John Commando. It's like some ridiculous, like, like it's like Duke Nukem kind of like <laughs> n- ridiculous name. Um, I don't know, but don't talk to his friend. He's dead tired. John. <laughs> um, so just a rundown of some of the traps that you can run into on indoor um there's the classic log fall mm-hmm. um so this is where uh just plethora of logs are set up at the top of a hill there's a little snare once you trip that snare all of these logs come rolling at you you know it sounds like a very simple thing but logs are big logs are very big. logs are big dude um i i wouldn't want to get hit with one of those either it's gonna hurt you or it's gonna kill you this has been a psa Logs are big. Logs are big. G.I. Joe. Uh, catapults um, launching rocks at you. Yeah. Uh, rocks do hurt. Uh, if you've got skin, it's not good for you. And um, if you don't have skin, how? <laughs> right. Are you okay? Uh, tree crusher. So two two uh, giant logs set up in the trees. Um, mm-hmm. Get It's almost guillotine-ish uh, in how it comes down. Although I will say it was set up for ATSTs. So I guess if you're not in the trees, it's fine. Which makes you like think that's huge those oh, are two yeah. huge logs because atsts are well huge. more than likely they you know team build it they don't they work together i mean you can accomplish sure. a lot working together that'll preach the more you know right um they have hang gliders not much of a trap or snare but they do basically deliver death from above by dropping rocks yeah. and if you haven't seen lord of the flies rocks on your head hurt and and are fatal 
don't don't kid. read that book. Don't watch that movie. Just save yourself. But know that rock's bad. Rock's bad. Get um, the conch. Net traps so you can commonly get just snared and then they'll just poke you with their sticks till you just stop wiggling. Uh, and tripwire. Uh, this can cause many an issue. I mean, especially if you're on a speeder bike, mm-hmm. get caught in one of those and the tree's not letting go, bud. Do you realize that a lot of these are just like saw traps? Right, yes. So Ewoks are jigsaw confirmed. Don't mess with them. Like Another reason why you should not visit indoor. A couple are actually saw traps. Oh yeah, absolutely. Insane. So uh, yes, they're they're murderous, meticulous tacticians of death, um, and they will uh, definitely either get you with their grimy paws and sticks, or they will get you with rocks from the sky or logs from the wind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I ran out of <laughs> analogies for that one. You know what's good for that? What's that? The next one. Yes. Because What's I don't know anything about this. <laughs> okay, so I see this on the list, okay. and I'm like... Yeah, I knew I was going to do this one, so I didn't bother that? giving a lot of context. Yeah. Do you, what does it say? The note is, <laughs> think Star Wars Fern Gully, which is a movie that I watched a lot as a oh child. Oh my gosh, yes, I love Fern Gully. Uh, very similar vibes to this one. Yeah. Uh, this is number six, and that is Wisties. Wisties. Um, nerds of, of the indoor verse uh, will recognize these, especially if you've actually come to Battlefront recently. Yeah, the indoor cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, Wisties are basically um, like forest sprites. They're fairies. Uh, mm-hmm. They're alive. It's really weird. They have this like mutual relationship with the Ewoks because they basically their thing is protect the forest, and they kind of recognize the Ewoks are the protectors of the forest. So they're like, hey, put me and my bros in your bag and then just throw us at people when you want us to burn them alive. <laughs> if you had a chance to change your feet. <laughs> like, yeah. I get wanting to help and everything, but like, they just sit in a pouch until they're needed. And when they're needed, then they burn you alive. As do I. Um, Let's be real. These are real. These are dangerous I've been killed by many a Wisty uh, during Ewok hunt. Uh, this is a tried and true way to kill your stormtroopers. Um, it's just bad. It's just like the angriest Tinkerbell, the, the like, yes. Yeah. Uh, and they don't discriminate. So again, I mean, if they think you're a threat, they're going to throw a pouch at you and you better run because otherwise you're going to spontaneously combust. Um, so Wisties, beware the Wisties. All right, so uh, we are halfway through, uh, yeah. as if we haven't covered enough reasons to not visit indoor and to not take, like, this is why if you have a problem with Return of the Jedi because of the cute Ewoks, hopefully this changes your mind yeah. and you will fear the Ewoks, as you should, because they are scary. They will kill you. Just replace the music in uh, the indoor scenes with the song Teddy Bear Picnic and just play it. I at have a... no idea what that is. You will. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I I'm mean, it's it it's as dangerous as watching a Teddy Ruxpin commercial. <laughs> uh, like, just give, give Return of the Jedi its respect. Mm-hmm. Give the Ewoks their respect, because otherwise, they will eat your face. I had fully removed Teddy Ruxpin from my brain. <laughs> You're welcome. And then you put him back in there, like a child putting a tape into the back of Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, I mean, it's like the game, man. <laughs> I, I'm not going to acknowledge that. <laughs> Somebody out there is just angry now. It just smells like updog in here. Um, so n- moving on. Now we're moving away from the murder bears themselves and, and their uh, interactions with the, the world around them and why they should, they are dangerous. But not only that, but uh, the, the visiting indoor is dangerous yeah. for the Ewoks as well. Um. Because not everybody is there to work on their tan or to catch some fish with Junior. Um, there are some bad mamajamas visiting indoor, apparently. This was interesting to me. Um, even the murder bears have enemies. Um, yeah, murder other things. Yeah, the, the bear murderers. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so whether, it, and this is interesting, it makes sense. So uh, after the war, especially... Um, salvaging all of the uh, equipment from the leftovers of the empire. I mean, you've got an abandoned base. You've yeah. got, you know, just regular scrap just flown about. Like, you've got a lot of stuff that's valuable. 
But being someone strange to the forest and coming to the forest, obviously the Ewoks would probably want to defend that. Well, that's no good news for them uh, because raiders only care about their profit. Yep. Worse yet than the guys just coming to pick up the scrap and don't dare get in their way. Uh, but you've also got raiders that come specifically there to hunt Ewoks. Yes. Uh, and turn them into jerky. Yikes. Yeah. That like, would be gamey, I would imagine, and a little bit hairy. Uh, also kind of probably illegal and immoral. Likely. Um, it's like Trandoshans with Ewok or with Wookiees. Yes, but like that's built into their culture and you can understand, you know, and they know they're committing murder. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, there's no shyness about it. There's no confusion about it. That's full on. No, we're bad, but we're proving our worth by killing them. This is another thing in that, like, again, like Ewoks can be lumped in of, oh, they're just slightly smarter than average bears. But in reality, they are a fully developed uh, race. They're like, going they... to steal your picnic basket. <laughs> right. Um, you know, like it, it's very problematic that people would not only kill Ewoks, but then eat them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's like just, orcs. well, but those are, those are on par with pigeons and chickens though. Like they aren't sentient. <laughs> pigeons have a society. You just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> right. Birds aren't real. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's when you make the leap from eating animals to eating people. I mean, yes, these people yeah. look like animals, but they are, for all intents and purposes, because they are sentient people. Yeah, slow down, Dahmer. I mean, it's like, oh, you know, Transformers are machines. We can just take those apart. No, they're alive. Probably shouldn't do that. That's Probably. murder. Like, you know, it's just like, it. That that's where sentience comes in handy. Could you eat a Transformer? I mean, probably somebody can. You can definitely <laughs> dis- you can definitely melt them down. It's like that guy who took apart a car and ate it piece by piece. Have you ever heard that story? Uh, yes. Yeah, that happened. I mean, it, you can do anything you set your mind to, including making Ewok jerky. Apparently, you can do all things through wanting to eat a car that yeah. strengthens you. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, definitely watch out for the Raiders if you're visiting, or if you happen to be an Ewok, yub nub, my bro, watch out for the Raiders. <laughs> Protect your chicken nuggets. So, uh, moving on from that, again, a danger not only to anyone that visits, but also, uh, the Ewoks themselves. Yes. Are the uglier murder bears. Yes. The bigger and badder murder bears. Yeah, if you read, uh, last year's Tales from Raiders Castle. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I want to say it's like the fourth one. It's later it's, in the series. It's it, a Wicker Man parody. Dude, it's amazing. It basically is an Ewok horror story, but not the Ewoks. It's what the Ewoks are afraid of. Yes. Um, and that is the Gorax. I love the Gorax. I love the idea of the Gorax. Um, I, I've i mentioned before, I grew up watching the Ewok movie, and uh, I do remember... Like, as a kid watching that, it was a fun movie, and I yeah. remember the fantasy and, and awe of when they beat the Gorax. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I you, love... Yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. You have the same relationship with the Ewok movie as I have with the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's uh, it's full nostalgia goggles. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like, I, I'll tell you it's a bad movie, oh, but yeah. I did enjoy it growing yeah. up, for sure. Uh, and, and so for uh, the Gorax to be canon um, and having appeared in multiple media now, it's, it's really cool yeah. uh, because the concept of the Gorax is actually scary. It's basically like Sasquatch kind of thing. It's like huge, rabid Sasquatch, but it's not, it's not just huge in Ewok size. It's bigger than humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are very big. I, wouldn't, I would probably say about 12 or so foot tall has to be. Um, so they're bigger than even humans. So like Ewoks are bite-sized snacks to these guys. So the Goraxes are giant predators uh, who live in the mountains uh, on the forest moon. They are rarely seen and only leave their habitats specifically to attack Ewok villages for food. Mm-hmm. So they live on a diet of Ewok. They grow to mammoth sizes and have highly sensitive hearing and sharp teeth, perfect for hunting tiny furry creatures. But the Ewoks have good lines of defense, and they keep close watch for marauding Goraxes through the night and set up traps ideal for bringing them down. So the traps we mentioned earlier, 
are specific, like the reason the tree trunks are so big, the reason the traps are so high up, the reason they're so lethal is because they aren't meant for humans and Imperials. They're meant for Goraxes. But mm-hmm. just think, if they can kill a Gorax, they can definitely kill you. Yeah, do yourself a favor and look up on Wikipedia or anywhere you consume your Star Wars a picture of a Gorax. Yeah. And you're going to be like, that's Sasquatch. Oh, yeah, full on. That's my purse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I think of every time I hear the word Sasquatch for Sasquatch. some reason. Um, in addition to that, less dangerous, I'd say, but also uh, worrisome um, is uh, Dulocs. Dulocs. Dulocs are another species of sort of bearish, like weird, foresty creature. They look like Grinches. They, they, right? Yeah, they look like Harry who's yeah um when uh the Grinch's Tumbersella got lost that's who he was going to <laughs> right was the Dulocs um and so that like they basically just run amok they're also sentient species um but they're human-sized green fur and just nasty dudes mm-hmm. um and so both of these are common threats to the Ewoks themselves and if they're threats to the Ewoks they're threats to you because base again you're just a naked Ewok to these people um, Why'd you point at me when you said that? At, like, just humans in general. I know I'm short, but I'm not, like, Ewok-sized. <laughs> You're not Ewok-sized. Um, so, yes, but uh, definitely do yourself a favor. Read the Tales from Vader's Castle comics. Um, mm-hmm. I think the fourth one is the Ewok one. It's totally worth it. If you like... if you, <laughs> It's based on... Star, like it's Star Wars horror. Yeah. It, if you like Reanimator. If you like... Oh, yeah. Well, that's more from the uh, second one. But... Yes. Still very good. Yeah. Um, if you like uh, Dracula. If you yeah. Like... You've got uh, you've got Dracula. You've got, um, you know, rabid uh, Sarlax. Yes. You've got uh, Frankenstein, uh, the, the, you know, the son of Tarkin. Uh, it's you've so got, good. Oh, my gosh. It's so many it's good so stories. Good. And if you need to be afraid of, of Goraxes, definitely yeah. read that. Uh, it's also beautifully illustrated beautiful um hey john (laughs) so i was reading ahead a minute ago Uh uh-huh and i got to number three sure um excuse me i have a question Uh uh-huh what uh so number three is the happening (laughs) what no the one with a twist (laughs) um no, I, I didn't know what else. Trees. Yeah, I didn't know what else to, to put for this one. But um, what uh, you know, again, we use screen on screen reference for some of the ways to die. Yeah, and one of the ways to die. Oh, okay. Yeah, is the, when the speeder bike guys like run into the trees. Dude, you gotta be more specific. <laughs> uh, we wrote the script together, <laughs> but you kind of went off on your own to to like put it into words yes you gotta you, <laughs> you gotta watch out for the trees you gotta my watch dude. out for the trees um yeah like, like he looks back for a second and all of a sudden oh, tree. Yeah, then yeah, exactly like i mean those trees are coming out of nowhere i mean because think about it like where like if you're visiting a planet like this you're you're vacationing you're you're going for a good time you're you're yeah. tempted to pull out the speeder bike or the the fly ship and all this other stuff don't do it no uh first of all don't go to other habitats and environments and ecosystems for your own entertainment don't disturb the bears for your fun time yeah um leave the bears alone markiplier leave sasquatch alone (laughs) um but like not only that but like just the decency of leaving them alone but for your own safety because there's a lot of trees and the likelihood of you hitting a tree let me think Probably 99%. Okay. Even just walking in a forest. I know oh, yeah. I, I know I've talked about Tennessee a lot this episode, but like growing up going to camp in Tennessee slash Kentucky, because it was on the state line, mm-hmm. you could just be walking in front of you and look at someone and all of a sudden you got a face full of tree. Right. And like I you got to pay attention. Yeah. So you've got, you've got to be uh, careful of the trees. Um, you don't want to pull a Mark Wahlberg and you know, you just got to be careful. You also got to be careful of a brother uh, pulling back on a very flimsy tree. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and then hitting yeah. you. Even trees can be weaponized. So uh, another less thought of, but, reasonably scary reason to be uh, uh avoiding indoor anytime soon is the trees they will get yeah. you um last 
Well, no, not quite last. But no. last reasonable one. Last reasonable Last one, one. you can definitely guess, uh, I get, uh, I would assume, if you're playing along. Yeah. Um, is, I mean, we've talked about the sentient species of the planet, but they aren't the only inhabitants. No. They're only, only ones making up this planet. Um, and so number two is the just just the general fauna of the planet, the the beasties and the, the animals. Uh, animals of the planet that are also very dangerous. Yeah, like every animal on this planet could kill you, and probably will. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Well. Um, it's like Australia. This is space <laughs> Australia. This is space Australia with more trees. There's birds that can kick your teeth out. Uh, keep the Irwins away from this place. Um, so with beasts like the Blurgs, Boar Wolves, Condor Dragons, Rakazak Beasts, so many more. Uh, take your pick, but they, there's so many uh, options for death and maimage on this planet just by being in vicinity, essentially. I'd like a Condor Dragon, please. They sound cool. They sound dope. Um, apparently, they're also part of the reason why the Ewoks live higher up in the trees is to kind of avoid though like basically mm-hmm. to live above your uh predators um it's fair uh actually one of i want to say tebow is the shaman of the uh, bright tree village his skull ornament yes these freaking care bears have skull ornaments yeah. uh is a condor dragon i want to say so and it's very interesting isn't there a character in dooku jedi lost that has a condor dragon Oh, possibly. That's not in my Rolodex at the moment, so possibly. <laughs> We're aging ourselves so much this episode, too. Um, boar wolves. I mentioned earlier that they make uh, weapons out of teeth. Boar wolves' teeth are commonly used for uh, weapons. Uh, Blurg. You'd be familiar Blurgs. with these from um, Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. Uh, they are native to Endor. They can be found elsewhere and are farmed elsewhere, but they are native to Endor. Like horses. What's interesting is they are herbivores. They don't. They aren't meat eaters. Yeah. But they can chew through almost any material. Like that guy who ate a car piece by piece. Right. Like they can definitely chew through metal. If they can chew through metal, they can chew through you, and they are very viciously protective of their young. So, again, if you're heading there to farm you some blurg, just don't do it. Don't. Just go Not to, even once. Right. Go harvest some water on Tatooine or something. It's safer there. Uh, but even blurg are dangerous. And somehow, some way, these chubby little beasts can rival speeds of a speeder bike. Yikes. They're the cassowary. They're the birds that can kick your teeth out. Right. Like if you if you look up a picture of a blurg, if you don't know it off offhand, like yeah. they're basically all leg. They all just, they also look like very hard to ride. Oh yeah. They're not like, easy, easy they, rides. They are orb. <laughs> yes. Orb is um, You definitely need a very good saddle for these things. And a wingspan. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fauna there that can just kill you just Again, just for being there. So if the environment doesn't get you, if the Ewoks don't get you, if the Gorax doesn't get you, if the trees don't get you, more than likely some kind of fauna that lives there might get you for sure. Like I said, Space Australia. Right. Too easy. So we we talked a bit about what our number one would be. Again, not necessarily rating, but like what's, what's probably a high fatal... Mm-hmm. also maybe a little unexpected way to <laughs> yeah. die on indoor um you know we wanted to be interesting and we you know we've obviously now here's the thing there's a lot of material to work with we didn't yeah. actually add a lot to make this list like a lot of it just comes from researching the planet honestly like there's an insane amount of information on indoor oh yeah like, it's amazing so th- it gave us plenty of ways, but the one way it didn't mention, but definitely would happen, um, is number one, Death Star Shrapnel. Death Star Shrapnel. <laughs> uh, Death Star returns to the list yet again. Uh, it's been, it's been in quite a, it's it's come up often. Yeah. Um, but if you don't know, obviously in Return of the Jedi, uh, the Death Star is in the Endor system and pretty near. Uh, the forest moon because the forest moon has a setup 
projecting an energy field around it, protecting it from um, invading ships and, and whatnot. Anybody trying to get in there and yeah. blow that thing up. Hence, Battle of Endor. Exactly. Um, so it's got to be close enough to project that yeah. uh, shield generator. Um, and if you watch The Rise of Skywalker, Kef Burr, who is in the system somewhere, but not necessarily like right there, mm-hmm. a huge chunk of the Death Star landed on Kef Burr. Yeah. Which makes you think, who made the dagger? Uh, some Sith acolyte, probably. Probably. Um, so add on top of that, if you go back to the, the, uh, briefing room scene in Return of the Jedi and look at the beautiful imagery that, um, Admiral Akbar created for his presentation, you see reference how big Endor is versus how big the Death Star is. The Death Star is much, much bigger than Endor. Specifically the Death Star 2. Yes. Sorry. We keep forgetting. It's huge. And a piece of it was able to fit on Kef Burr, which means that's huge. Mm -hmm. If that piece landed on Endor, half that planet would be gone. Yeah. More than likely, a lot of stuff hit that planet. Like, number one, never even mind that if it's that close, the explosion alone would screw up the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. if not entirely rip the atmosphere. It could have, like, shifted the planet. It could have altogether moved the planet out of orbit. Mm -hmm. Like, any number of ways that this happened, the Death Star itself would have actually destroyed yeah. a planet. We, we thankfully have not experienced anything to this size of a catastrophe. Oh, yeah. Like, but, think earthquakes. Like, I'd say tsunamis, but there's only a pond, apparently. If the International Space Station exploded right. and started raining pieces down onto Earth, it wouldn't be that bad. True. Now, but, the moon, though. The moon, yeah. Explode the moon. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but it, for better reference, it'd be like blowing up the Earth. That's going to affect the moon. Yeah. I mean, like, n- even just placing the Death Star there had to upset the the gravitational pulls of the... the Like, there's so many problems with the Death Star being in the system. So, mm-hmm. it, like, the Death Star wins. The, the Death Star is the number one way to die on Endor because when that <laughs> thing shows up, either it's killing you or when the farm boy blows it up, it that's going to kill you. Yeah. But one way or another, uh, that was no victory. That was no, uh, you no know, moon. happy ending. Uh, all the Ewoks are dead. <laughs> the planet's gone. Um, and the- it's your fault, Luke, <laughs> right. because you wanted to kiss your sister. Clearly we see Endor's still there. Um, yeah. Endor does survive down into Tross, and so does uh, Wicket uh, and yes. his new newborn son. Not newborn, but his, his, his son. son. Um, it makes you think, how long is their lifespan? Uh, clearly pretty long. Yeah. I mean, if he was as young as uh, Warwick was when he was playing, because Warwick was like 12, uh, Wicket kind of seems to be played young. Yeah. Like a young Ewok. So more than likely, he's probably about Warwick Davis's age. Yeah. That's why he's named after him. So, uh, but as, as cute as uh, Wicked is, and as much as their allyship uh, to the, the rebels were was a, a good cause, uh, don't be mistaken. The, the murder bears are still murder bears. The planet is still deadly. And you should find another place to visit for your summer vacation. Yeah. Unless you um, want to deal with OSHA violations and just rampant. Oh, yeah. Rampant Just birds. any, like, uh, ten out of the probably many more ways you could die on this Yeah, You want to get uh, kicked by a planet. That's how you get kicked by a planet. <laughs> um, so, a uh, huge shout out to Star Wars Alien Archive and the yes. Star Wars Complete Locations book. Uh, and also, How Not to Get Eaten by Ewoks for some of the help for research. Uh, awesome Great. books you should definitely check out. If anything we mentioned is interesting to you, um, you can find some of that and more in those books. Others just come from being nerds, I guess. Uh, but overall, uh, really fun doing these kinds of episodes. That's why we enjoy doing them and do them uh, every now and then just to keep things fun and whatnot. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed. Let us know if you can think of another way to die on indoor. Uh, and let us know if you've got an idea for the next planet. Um, yeah. Season six is around the corner, so we'll be looking for... I, uh, episode ideas to fill out the roster. Uh, definitely going to have some 10 ways episodes. So uh, hit us up with some ideas you might have on that. Uh, thank you to 
our patrons for helping us decide on what planet we would be visiting for this venture, um, and also just for being patrons and being awesome. Uh, you can give to Patreon, donate theirs, uh, you know, save save a murder bear, donate to our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, for 10 easy payments of $9.99, you can make sure that Sarah McLaughlin stays away from them. Um, <laughs> and uh, But uh, also thank you to um, Red 5 Network and GI Friends, two yeah. awesome networks of people, whether that be podcasters, gamers, streamers, cosplayers, all kinds of crazy people. Red5network.com, check out other cool podcasts, including ours their yeah. gi friends um check them out on twitter uh at game infinite at game infinite um our buddy jesse does a great job promoting awesome people there so definitely go give them some love we appreciate them we appreciate you you're some you. you're still here um don't go to indoor you don't oh. got to stay here but you shouldn't go to indoor <laughs> or do or do i mean you might I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to get eaten by a Care Bear, what, what a way to go, Jimmy. But <laughs> uh, highly recommend that you uh, follow us on social media to keep up with what's next. We're coming up to two years of podcasting, Yikes. five seasons in the whole of uh, episodes. So we're excited about what's next, and we're planning um, both the finale and launch of the next seasons. Uh, and so uh, looking forward to that. So if you want to stay connected, See more madness and all that good stuff. Definitely connect with us there. All right. Anything else? Um, would you rather live in a treehouse with an Ewok or live in a hobbit hole with a hobbit? Treehouse with an Ewok. Hobbit. Of course. Well fed. <laughs> I'd be well fed by Ewoks. You don't know what you're eating, though. Meat. It, Indiscriminate meat, yes. I mean, if I don't see where it came from, I'm not going to question it. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you can find a mushroom in your food from like a mile away oh yeah i can spot those forever uh so yes see you guys never but talk to you in, in the next episode <laughs> well we don't know never well maybe i mean if celebration ever gets to happen we, we, keep, um, we keep going on let's end it. <laughs> it yes uh i have been your herd leader john lane and i'm here too uh may the force be with you guys and have a great day and week Bleh.